you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. Welcome to Life Coaching Comedians. Here, there's no client confidentiality because it's funny. I'm your life coach, Lexis Chardet. And today, I have a new comedian joining us known as Kid Ever. The kid has been doing comedy for the past three years. And he's used comedy to lubricate his educational presentations throughout college, where he earns three bachelor's degrees and one master's degree. I guess you can say the kid is smart. Sit tight while I get him on the line. Hello. Well, hello, Mr. Kid Ever. Hi. How are you doing this fine evening? I am fantastic. How are you? I am doing splendid. Oh, I almost thought you were going to say you were spelunking for a second. Okay. Definitely not spelunking. You do have a very wide vocabulary, and it is so impressive. Tell me a little bit about your college education. Um, well, I hated high school, so when I went to college, it was a chance to expand everything. So I really liked it there, so I just kept adding majors. So I started with uh, BFA, but then I added, so I did BFA in art, then I added BA in political science, and then I added a BA in general studies. Then I did a, they paid me to stay for grad school. So I did an MA in political science as well. Wow. Have you ever thought about uh, doing politics? I did actually for a little while. I uh, worked on a lot of campaigns. I worked on local campaigns, state and federal. So I worked on uh, state legislative. I did, I ran for city council. I worked on gubernatorial campaigns, senatorial campaigns, state legislative, and congressional campaigns. So it was an exciting period. And then I got a brightly colored Mohawk. I waited till after that. Oh, have you thought about managing an HOA? About managing an HOA? Yes. No. Should I? That's usually what frustrated politicians do. I guess it depends on how they're frustrated because, I mean, I'm not frustrated intellectually, but, I mean, I have had some relationships go south, so there are some other areas where I've been a little frustrated recently, but I think I can handle those. So is that what you would like to talk about today, is your love life? Oh, I don't really have one right now, so there's not much to discuss. Well, that is a very negative way of thinking there, kid. Not really. I have plenty of other things to keep me busy. Like? Like comedy, music, art, 
kids teaching. Those are a few. Okay. So tell me what is it in your life right now? Which area in your life right now are you seeking the most improvement? Most improvement? Mm, Probably financially, just because I have a lot of areas where I'm bringing in a little income and it's really fulfilling and enriching, but uh, it's not exactly getting me ahead financially. I'm not, I'm not broke, but I'm not terribly liquid. I'm not overly, you know, I don't know how to put it. I'm just, I don't, I don't have a, I don't have an, a, a wealth of wealth, let's say. Have you, have you heard of the phrase, in order to get ahead, you have to give ahead? Mm, yeah, but I mean, if you're running around giving too much head, then that could lead to some other problems as well. And I mean, if you don't have enough antibiotics, then things could head south. Well, it seemed to work really well for me, kids, so maybe you should give it a try. Well, I wasn't there, so I can't speak to that occasion. Oh, okay. So besides your finances, actually, let's talk, dive in a little bit more about your finances. Um, so how would you scale your finances on a scale of one to 10? Like in terms of how much do I make or how well do I budget? How satisfied are you? I mean, I'd say right in the middle five. I mean, I'm not you know, I need to pay off debt and I'd like to have some extra and I don't have either of those right now. But at the same time, like I'm able to manage the basics and I budget really well. And I also have a bizarre lucky streak. So I win everything. So I tend to get a whole lot of stuff for free. So like I, I have, I think last month I won like eight sets of concert tickets, Mm. just Pretty much wherever I go, it just happens. Just so happens, like just as people are like giving out stuff, or there are prizes, and they say, "Hey, enter this." Like I almost always win something. So, like in any given year, I probably should start keeping track because I probably between like free entertainment and other just random food and clothes and whatever, I probably get like at least ten or fifteen thousand dollars worth of just things that just kind of fall into my lap. So. Hmm. The lucky kid. So what uh, do you do to earn your main source of income? You know, whichever one is considered the main source varies from month to month. So like this month I have, I picked up extra work teaching and tutoring on like a contract basis. So I'm going to be getting like probably an extra thousand dollars just in that area this month. But then it, we're going into Comic-Con season. And so when I'm selling art, if I have a few good shows, I could make, you know, even small ones, I could make an extra two or three grand in just a month or month and a half, just off of those, you know, on top of whatever else I'm making. So, I mean, it just, everything is such an ebb and flow. And so like, again, in my situation where I have so many sources of income, 
I have to make sure that if one dips off, that I have to offset that with another. So I started DJing with another person who works with entertainment and comedy in the Phoenix Valley here and to help him cover some of his additional shows. So that adds to the money that I'm making from entertainment. So if I'm not busy with art and everything, if I can make some of my money from comedy but then add in some DJ money, then that kind of will offset when I'm not teaching or selling art as much. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So you're an artist. Do you? What kind of medium do you do? Well, I have BFA, and my teachers were pretty hardcore, so I can do a little bit of everything. I do a lot of watercolors. I have, actually don't have any that I can just grab right now, but I do watercolors that I figured out how I can do it by hand in a way that if you look through a prismatic lens, you can see it in 3D. I haven't found anybody else that's able to do that. But I also do – I actually just finished these because I'm doing uh, – a Comic-Con this weekend. I don't know if you can see that. Uh, oh, very talented. My X-Files pencil portraits, so I wanted to have a few extra original pieces available to sell this weekend to fans, so I'll be going down south to Sierra Vista to see if that works out. How long does it take you to complete uh, such a piece? You know, it actually doesn't take that long if I were to sit down and do it all at once. But part of how I stay productive with my art is I'll draw a little bit in between everything. So in between stuff, mm. I'll get it all laid out and make sure I have the proportions right. Then I'll put it away. And then I'll have another hour window and I'll lay in all the shadows and everything. And then I'll have another hour and I'll do all the fine detail work. And then so usually... I mean, if you were to put it all consecutively and I had the patience to just sit and not move, which sometimes I do and sometimes I don't, um, a pencil portrait piece like that would probably take about four hours for that size. That's pretty impressive, I must say. <laughs> Thanks. Well, if you have years and years of training, though, and everybody that I was in class with can do that. That's why for a while I wasn't doing those. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, who would want that? Everybody I know can do that. And everybody was like, well... But they're not doing it. That's the thing. No, I agree. I was an art major myself. I didn't do a master's program. But uh, at one point, I was pretty talented. But I didn't keep up with my craft. Um, so, you know, if I were to draw a portrait now, it would probably take me 12 hours to make it the way that I want it to look. Where before, I could do it like you or I could do it in a couple hours. So um, I applaud you for continuing to practice your craft. Thanks. But, you know, for a while I hadn't done much. So when I got started back again, I actually I sat down and I, I did a Ryan Reynolds. I did two pieces, one as by himself and one as Deadpool with all the gross stuff. And uh, I think it took me something like I remember I timed it. It was like 15 hours from morning to night. And I just sat down and I worked on just the, the portrait of him about this big. Would you say you're an insomniac? No. I mean, I've gone through periods where if uh, things are bothering me, then I didn't sleep. But You have periods, too. <laughs> yes. And, uh, you know, just whenever I get my period, I just try and manage it as best as possible. Not with asbestos. I mean, as best in the way I can, as best as possible. Yeah, asbestos is dangerous. All right, so, um, kid, that's what you prefer to be called, correct? Well, I wouldn't want to give away my, uh, my secret identity, would I? So. Oh, okay. 
So, um, I feel like you're definitely on the right path to getting where you're, where you want your finances. I mean, you have so many different talents, you have different avenues of income, um, and it seems like you enjoy doing everything that you're doing. So, you know, what I say is do what you love and the money will flow. Don't focus on what it is you don't have or the lack thereof, but instead be grateful. I mean, sounds like you're pretty grateful for all that free cool stuff that you're getting all the time. Um, <laughs> but being grateful for the gigs that you get, the opportunities that you get, and enjoying them and loving them. And I think, uh, I think you're, you know, a pretty positive young man for the most part. Um, so, you know, the money will come. The money will come, kid. The money will come. Just relax a little bit. Well, thanks. I'll try. Uh, trying. Saying I'll try is already saying that you're failing. It's a failed attempt to try. Um, so you, you got to change your wording there a little bit, kid. Uh, think about what you're saying <laughs> every day. Instead of saying I'll try, say I will or I will do that. Do you see the difference there? I, I do. It's just a little hard to find time to relax when you're trying to do so many different things one after the other. Oh, but you're not trying. You're doing things. It's not that you're trying to do so many things. You're already doing those things. So now you just have to relax. Actually, relax your mind. Not saying physically, but relax your mind when it oh, comes okay. to thinking of finances and just know. No, it will come. That the magic will happen just like it does with all the free stuff. Maybe somebody will just bring me a, a hot tub and I can, you know, physically relax as well. I'll, I'll take, by the way, whoever's watching, if you wanted to swing by. I've, that's that's something I haven't gotten for free yet. So Maybe we can call State Farm about that. You say State Farm or Stiff Arm? State Farm. Baby Arm? State Farm. What else in your life are you struggling with? struggling currently well are we talking present time or 10 years ago what do you think of course well i mean again the love life situation hasn't been great because i've usually been you know cheated on or whatever but you know that's uh oh i sense some bitterness there well i would just really prefer not to repeat things you don't want to say what's happened I mean, to, to what level of detail are you thinking? Mm, well, it's completely up to you, but um, I can understand the pain that comes from someone being disloyal. How long ago did this happen? Is it fresh? No, most recently was a couple years. Okay. And were you together with this individual for a long time? Yeah. How long? Um, so it was kind of a back and forth. So we had been together, then off, then back together for quite a few years. And then that schism took place, met someone else. Then she kind of repeated the exact same thing that the other one had done. And then when things looked like they could work with the other one, then she repeated once again. So I'm just kind of... I'm not really uh, excited about, oh, hey, look, the opportunity arose that somebody else might not treat me the same way, and then 
they do. So I'm just, I'm kind of disenfranchised at the possibility of pursuing something just to have the same outcome again, you know. Well, do you think it's because you're constantly thinking about how you don't want to be treated like that again? You know, the more we think about what we don't want, we're actually attracting the things we don't want into our lives. Well, we are what we think about. We attract what we think about. So rather than thinking, I don't want to be cheated on again, or I don't want to have a dishonest hoe bag for a girlfriend. I, I should think that I do want those things. No, instead you should say, I want someone who is honest and that will love me and will reciprocate the love that I will give them. You have to put out into the universe what you want, not what you don't want. Does that make sense? Oh, it does. And I was so certain that for the first time I had found that. And she proved me wrong, so... Well, I don't think necessarily it's, you know, it's not that she proved you wrong. You may have had that for a certain amount of time. Nope. Not at all. So the whole time you guys were together, it was just a complete lie. She had never broken it off with the previous person. I see. Okay. Okay. So you know what? What's the lesson? What's the lesson behind that? I mean, every person that comes into our lives, I love this saying, is either a blessing or a lesson. And sometimes it's both. Wait, did you end the first one with a G? Were they supposed to rhyme? Well, not really. Was it, was it, was it a blessing or a lesson? A blessing or a lesson. Could it just be a blessing or a lesson? It could be whatever you want. Answer the question. Could I put it on a wood carving at the Cracker Barrel? I don't know. I went to the Cracker Barrel once, and it was an awful experience. It was the worst biscuits and gravy I've ever had. Were there a lot of crackers there? Yes, there were. Like fish in a barrel? I see that you're diverting the conversation to not answer the question. Of course I am. What would you expect after something like that? So tell me, was it was it a, a, a lesson? Was there a lesson that you learned? Yeah, definitely. What, what was the lesson? Uh... Make sure to dig deep enough, not necessarily in a forceful way, but make sure that you're completely aware before you know that you can trust the person that you think you can trust more than anyone else. Okay, I think, I think that's a good, good way to look at it. Um, reflecting back on that relationship, was there ever a time where you felt in your gut that something wasn't right? Yes. And it's because we were trying to distance it from the previous one so much that I intentionally tried to be uh, a lot more just open-minded and a lot less cautious, actually. You know, instead of being suspicious all the time and careful and something's got to be wrong and, you know, Ben, the fact is, I should have been even more than I was with the other No, no, no. I think even though the, the relationship didn't play out the way that you liked, and you were the one to get the shit end of the stick, so to speak, um, it sounds like you softened. 
you learn to soften a little bit in this relationship. Like you said, you learn to become a little bit more open-minded. And just because you you know, are the quote unquote victim in this situation where you were the good person and she's the bad person. It doesn't mean that the next relationship you have to be more cautious. You should love even more. You should be open even more because if we don't have anything at all, at least we have loved. And I I want to say that I realized after the fact that even though I was the one that was put upon by the situation that I actually ended up in a better situation because um, multiple friends, both mutual and hers, realized that um, she was the kind of person she is. So I, I got like great friends out of it. Yeah, I've had a lot of great friends from different uh, fuck boys, so to speak, you know. I've had lots of great relationships come out of those terrible experiences. So um, there's always something to gain. Oh, yeah. I have the best friends that I've ever had, and it's only because of, you know, some of the recent downturns that I thought I had have actually... Bros before hoes, kid. Well, it's all, it's mostly been female friends that I've ended up with, but. Bras. My bras. Your bras, lady bras. Well, so have you been putting efforts or feelers, so to speak, in the dating world lately? No. And what's stopping you? Um, if you consider the uh, amount of energy you have to put into it. And again, the fact that I have, uh, you know, I have good relationships with not just a bunch of friends, but also with, you know, previous exes that are friends and everything. And things have worked out well enough that, I mean, I have, I'm surrounded by so many awesome people. I don't really feel like at the moment I need any sort of romantic attachment to anybody. Okay. I feel like you're contradicting yourself a little bit there, kid, because during our time together so far... Our time. <laughs> oh, yes, darling. First, she said, you know, no lo love life, lack thereof. And then after we spoke about your finances, I asked you what else you want to talk about, and you brought up a love life once again. And now you'll hear you're saying that you have no need for romantic life, and I think that you're a little bit in, in denial. There's something there that is that is lacking, and I can see the sadness in your eyes. I can hear the sadness in your voice. So, um, you know, w what is it that you're longing for? It's more, well, what if? Like, what if things had been different? That's about it. But for the most part, I mean, I'd really not re rather put in the kind of time and effort and everything that would distract from everything else that's going on in my life. It's awesome. Well, what if you are doing what you're doing, right? You're teaching your classes, you're creating your art, you're going to the comic cons, you're DJing, you're doing your comedy, and what if in one of those worlds you come across just, you know, either the most beautiful woman you've ever seen or maybe just 
someone that you think is an amazing person that you want to connect with, whether it's friendship or romantic or whatever, wouldn't you want to connect with somebody like that? Uh, whether it turns into something romantic or just ends up being another great person to add to your circle, what, what are you losing there? I mean, I tend to be in that situation pretty often where I add people to my circle and meet new friends and I've been making new friends everywhere and it's great. And, you know, there are occasions where it's like, oh, could this, you know, be something else? But again, because I've learned to be cautious, then I know to kind of evaluate everything to the point where I'm not being as reckless Hmm, but are you really evaluating properly if you're not communicating your feelings or possibilities with that other person? I don't know. It's not like I'm ignoring that there could be something at all. I just, I don't want to be like, oh, hey, here's some potential. Let's go for that. And then, you know, screw up friendships or find out that it that they were involved with somebody else the whole time again I mean change your outlook a little bit I mean again you're going back to the past about oh this could happen all over again and if you keep saying that then you know what kid it will um but I don't know maybe you're worried about being too aggressive with the whole me too movement going on but um you know there's nothing wrong with uh trying and seeing and trying to spend some quality time and if it's not there who who's to say that it'll be ruined or that friendship will be gone I think we're adults and if the people in your circle are also adults and you express hey you know I'm interested in getting to know you a little bit more and I'd like to take you out on a date and a, a real person if they're not interested, they're going to say, oh, you know what, kid, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm seeing someone else, or, you know, I'm not interested in dating right now. And be like, that's fine, you're a good person, I, and I love having you as a friend anyway, you know? Communication is really key. It's true, and I mean, I do spend a lot of quality time at home, go out and have fun, just, you know, no rational expectation that's necessarily going to take a leap anywhere. Yeah. And if people are forcing themselves out of your life or they're quick to jump out of your life, then let them go. I mean... It's only been the few that don't matter anyway. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I want to talk about something a little bit happier because I just feel that you're a little sad. And, um, you know, I think we addressed some good um, points and I, and I hope I was able to give you a little bit more guidance um, regarding your romantic life. Um, how are you feeling? Do you, do you feel like that maybe you'll be changing your mindset a little bit or maybe the way that you think and focusing more on what it is that you want? Because you are more than deserving of a life full of love. Do you believe that, kid? I, I do. I just, again, want to be... Oh, I want you to... S if you if you say you do, I want you to mean it, and I want to feel the tiger in your breath. You want some zing in that? Tell me, kid. Tell me that you deserve love in all aspects of your life. You radiate love. Give me a growl. 
Yes. Oh, that is so sexy. It's not like you're trying to get a growl out of me. Like a like a manly gruff sort of, uh, I deserve it. I deserve it. Take it. I'm going to take it all. I'm sorry. That's very unprofessional of me. It's all right. I'm not wearing a dress today. It's, it would be even sexier than I know. No, the, the, kilt, the kilt is very... It's very sexy. You should use that that accent there on on women. I think that I should use the Scottish accent. Yeah. You're you're not afraid they'd be disappointed a little bit later when they realize it's fake. Well, maybe you'll find someone that's interested in role play. Maybe I could just bounce around a little bit and just play around with everything. But maybe I actually do that. Maybe I just change my accent all the time, and nobody knows what I really sound like most of the time. Hmm. That's yeah. That'd be fun. I'll see what if I what if I switch languages on people and pretend all sorts of strange things. Like I tell them I don't actually speak English sometimes. That's pretty good. It was like I, I don't. How do you how do you blend like Scottish into that broken Spanglish? That was so French. Well, all French, whatever. So they're all Romance languages. You just have to move your mouth differently. Plus, if you speak different languages, then you can also fake the accent so like if you speak french you can just slip right into the french accent mm. uh, so tell me about the languages that you so speak poorly that i speak poorly yes. <laughs> that's right i think we had mentioned that yeah speak i speak four languages all poorly I speak english obviously um i have seven years of french so sometimes i get rusty if i'm not using it but i'm fluent when i'm actually sitting for a few minutes and actually conversing in it so it helps to have friends that actually speak French. Um, so because of that, I've been able to pick up Spanish really easily because they all have Latin roots. And it's easier to just look at what's different and remember this one's different or, oh, well, here it ends in an O and there it ends in an E. But that makes it a lot faster to learn. So because of that, then if you're good with the romantic languages, like you can read passing to a degree, uh, Italian and Portuguese. So you can kind of get by, but I don't really know enough that I could actually hold a conversation in nature, either of those. And then um, I took the first half of intensive German right before grad school, but I did it over the summer. So it was even, it was sped up even more. So it was even harder to keep up. So I dropped that, retained a little bit. So I've just been like on my own, just reteaching myself German. So. So what is your ethnic background? So I am... Scottish, Irish, British, French, German, and Cherokee. Wow. It's mostly a big mix of white people. Yeah, so then you have this small part of you that hates yourself because you stole your own land. Oh, don't worry. It's not a small part that hates myself. (laughs) No, no, no. Come on, self-love. You are worthy. You are deserving of love. So it depends how angry I get at myself. What do you get angry at yourself about? No, I don't know. I just thought it sounded great. You just what? Great? I just thought it sounded great. Oh, you I thought, thought it was a good switch if you wanted me to switch off again, you know. Wow. Especially if we stay too serious for too long, it's simple to just distract everyone with a strange accent. And if I need to, I can just switch into the language and confuse them and walk away. You cannot bullshit a bullshitter. <laughs> well, and I can't really walk away. I mean, I could, but then it'd just be an empty couch, so. Yeah, it would. 
<laughs> so what else, kid? What else? What else about? Are we are we segueing again? Are we are we topic shifting? Or... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually want to hear what you're happy about. What I'm happy about? Yes. Well, almost everything. Do you have Do you have any um you know exciting news to share? Not new. I mean, just everything's progressing well. Well, I am. I have kids too, so I mean, they're awesome. So they're loosely involved in a lot of the artistic stuff because they're really into everything that I do. Um, and they've been a big motivator too. So uh, it's just been, it's been a lot of progress recently because so my best friend, um, she works in entertainment too. And she decided after some of the downtimes from a few years ago to push me towards um, making more progress by basically forcing me. So she got me. <laughs> She made some calls and got me some comedy shows that I had no right being on just to kind of give me that impetus to move forward. And then that uh, that sort of propelled me to get rolling a little more. And when I kind of kept stalling based on the momentum I thought I had, I would just go out and use, as she also inspired me to do, go out and use my organizational skills. And because I've got a long history of working in uh you know again we did the the political stuff so just change over the political stuff and everything in higher ed and i did student organizations and leadership conferences or whatever and so because i promoted and did event planning and everything it's just been second nature to take that and translate that skill set over into uh developing more shows and crossing over doing a lot of cross promotion between art and comedy and music and everything and working with people in all different entertainment fields by doing that everybody promotes each other and so it expands your audience so it's actually helped a lot um so i'm actually doing like a a little mini tour of a bunch of little arizona towns over the next couple months um so starting this weekend i'll be in sierra vista i'm doing a comic-con and then uh, we have a show that uh is in it's in concert with a concert. It's uh, There's a band playing, and we will be doing a comedy show in unison with that. And then, uh, see, I think it's in about three weeks, I'm going to Yuma, and I'll be doing something similar there. Then there's Safford, which is in East Arizona, and we may have an opportunity in Globe on the way back from that. And then forget which is first, but then I have a back-to-back weekend of Tucson and Marana. Marana is in between Phoenix and Tucson. So tell me what that experience was like when you did this show and you felt like you had no right being there. How was your performance? How was the audience's reaction to your set? You know, it was not bad. Like, I can watch the video now, and because it's me, I can still tell that, you know, and I usually don't get much of a case of nerves, but there are times where I feel out of place and that was one of the times that I definitely did. But when you watch the performance, I was like, you can tell I'm, I can tell that I felt a little out of place, but I was actually able to hang with people that had been doing this forever. I mean, it's mostly, most of the people that were on that show were people I've seen on TV. And so it was a very surreal experience because it was the first time that I'd done anything other than, small local shows like a little guest spot with people that I already knew and then my friend gets me this amazing opportunity 
<laughs> like I'm going around, I'm having them all sign the poster for the event. It was a comedy show where it was a comic and pop culture convention with a marijuana tilt. They have a lot of them in uh, in Colorado Springs. They've had it. I think they had it like five years running. And the guy, when it was legalized in uh, Nevada, he did one in Vegas, and that's the one that I went to. And so, pretty much everybody else there was high except for me. And one of them had gotten off the plane and gotten really high. And I had asked him to sign something and he just stopped. And he was so confused. And he was like, wait, who are you? <laughs> so you're on the show with me and you want me to sign a poster for the show you're on. And he was just so lost. I was like, yes, very excited. This is very cool. And he was just like, right. So they all like, I think it was probably more just endearing because they all thought it was, they all seemed to think it was kind of cute that I was just like, this is so great, you guys. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of people try and act like they're all like, so up, I've made it, you know, and with me, I was like, this is really cool. <laughs> And so it's almost a year to the day from that, because that was two summers ago. So last summer, I ended up producing and hosting a show with people that, like, I wasn't as familiar with them. But when I was referred to them and I looked them up, I was like, oh, my God, like, I know who, like, everyone is you've opened for. And I know every TV show you've done. And I know, you know, I ended up getting to work with some of those people. So I was like, well, only one year later and I, you know. It's still bizarre because except now I'm producing and hosting a show with people of about the same caliber. It's bizarre. It's but it's awesome. I mean it's super cool. But So I would love to invite you back after your tour is over. Would you like that? My after my mini tour, after my Arizona tour. Yes. yes. <laughs> my tour of every little satellite small town in Arizona. See, there you go downplaying things again. It's still cool, though. It is cool. And even though it seems like it's not a big deal, it's a big deal. And It is. And it's, yes. it, it's fun because for anybody out there who's watching this who hasn't experienced it, it's neat. And it's it's not to put down the situation at all, but it's exciting to see when, when you go to small towns and a lot of times they don't have a lot of anything entertainment-wise come through. And you are one of the biggest names that even if you don't consider yourself a big name, if you regularly perform in a big city, if you host shows in a big city, even if you're not on Comedy Central every week, by you going through that town and them looking at you and saying you host a weekly show or you host a bunch of shows or whatever out there, that makes you one of the biggest names that they're going to see because a lot of these towns don't have a lot that come through. So not only does it make you feel good because you're like, ooh, well, aren't I fancy? You know, it's a two-sided mm. thing because they also appreciate you. I think that's part of why they make you feel so welcome and they make you feel like such a big name is because they appreciate. They're like, we know you don't have to come through here. We know you're not making a ton of money on this, but we appreciate you coming because that was great. And especially if you're delivering something that's at about the same caliber of performance as the people that they do see on TV. They're like, if you're acting professional, if you're giving us professional level entertainment, then it's it's very heavily appreciated in a lot of these places and so my best friend it was actually funny because the first one that I, that's actually the same one that i got invited back to that i'm going to this weekend the first one that i had produced 
and she sends me a message and she said, aren't you excited? I said, about what? She goes, I just looked at the link. You're a featured guest of this show. And I was like, okay. She's like, have you ever been one before? I was like, <laughs> just the one that you got me put in on. And she's like, well, that's awesome. Right. And I was like, look, Kara, you're actually famous. And everywhere you go, you're a featured special guest visiting celebrity. I'm only Sierra Vista famous. <laughs> she goes, that's funny. You should use that. I said, it's only funny because it's sad. Stop it. But it still is fun because I love, you know, I love going to all these towns and it's, it is a lot of fun. And that's, it's a good chance to expand because it adds up to as if you were, you know, being there. Yes, I definitely want to talk to you after your tour. And um, I'm going to challenge you. Is that okay, kid? Ooh, a challenge. Yes. A tet, a tet, a mano a mano. Do you know what mano a mano means? Man to man. No. Hand to hand. Yes. Yeah. You're right. Mano a mano. Do you know what tet a tet means? No. That means head to head. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. Tet. You're pretty good. Pretty good at your Spanish. <laughs> that one was French, though, the second one. Okay, so your challenge. <laughs> My challenge. Mon challenge. Your challenge is I want you. It's my challenge. To. You want me to. Ask a girl on a date. And if she says no, I want you to ask another girl on a date. And if she says no, you're going to keep asking until you get a yes. And you don't have to put a ton of effort into it. And you can make the first date something very simple, like coffee, or go to a comedy show together, something that you enjoy doing. And hopefully, the girl that you're asking is definitely into the same stuff that you're into. And maybe she's even interested in or into the Scottish accent and a man in a dress. <laughs> Do you, Mr. Kid Ever, accept my challenge? Sure. It's a yes or no question. Oh, oh yes. So we. Okay. So I want you to report back regarding my challenge for you when we talk after your tour. Okay. Sounds good? Sounds fantastic. Hmm. You should use that. <laughs> Merci. Yes, you are cute, just like this comedian <laughs> said. Oh, well, no. thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. And remember, you are love, and you are deserving of all the love in the world. Well, thank you. You make me blush. Stop it. Until next time. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Life Coaching Comedians. Get in touch with Kid Ever on our website at www.lifecoachingcomedians.com. 
And don't forget to tune in next week when I'll be diving deep with another comedian. Because on Thursdays, we do therapy. Therapy Thursdays. Until next time.